0: You're listening to Praxis Makes Perfect by REI.
1: one and welcome back to part two of our Caravana episode. I'm Lisa Brown, educated, Education and Communications Advisor at the Center for Human Rights, Equity and Inclusion. If you haven't listened to part one and you're a newbie of all things Caravana, we are highly recommend listening to that conversation to get a basic background on Caravana. So let's dive into the second part of the conversation, which is, as promised, a conversation about the way sexuality figures in caravana. So I believe Melissa wanted us to start the conversation first on Jemet. So Melissa, I turn to you, what is Jemet and why is it important to an understanding or having an understanding of the way that sexuality figures in Carabana?
0: Yes Lisa, I feel as if we kind of have a conversation about consent without mentioning the Jemmett. Although each section of the band offers different options like bodysuits, high-waisted panties, we cannot deny that many costumes are revealing. And there's actually a rich historical reason that we can unpack behind the ways sexuality and the display of sexuality figures in the politics of resistance, that is carnival or caravana. But let's start with the term Jumet. And this is from Alison Ramsey's book, Chapter Jumet, Mass and Bacchanal. So the term Jumet refers to the Black working class uh, population of urban Trinidad and Tobago in the mid 19th to early 20th centuries. Jumet, a Jumet subculture emerged in response to harsh socioeconomic conditions namely overcrowding, unemployment, crime, and poverty. This class, which compromised singers, domestics, drummers, pimps, and prostitutes, for example, epitomized the opposite of the upper-class elite and notions of decency and respectability. Jummet is also often used to describe the Black working-class urban woman of this period and the carnival of the late 19th century. Ramsey notes that the Jummit contributed to the development of cultural expressions that were significant to Black women's socio-political agency and their involvement in protests. And if you consider the way Black women's bodies, their sexuality and behavior, have been policed in public spaces, the way that Black women are dominant mass-based carnival speaks to that resistance. And I feel that uh, even um, now, elders, uh, actually I was uh, researching something and the first link I saw was uh, St. Lucia Carnival, keep it clean. So elders are consistently protesting the revealing costumes. Mm -hmm. And I get it, but at the same time, um, maybe they don't get like a woman's um, right to choose what she wears and how mm-hmm. empowering it is. Maybe that's how yeah. someone wants to display or like represent their freedom. Maybe that's freedom to them to be able to wear what they want, do what they want, and how we call it get on bad as we want on the roll without being judged. Like mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a space of freedom without judgment. And the revealing costumes, I see it as. A direct opposition and resistance to what is considered decent and ladylike, etc. And I think it's really, it's really telling when the elite and the elders and the upper class are resisting what's happening mm-hmm. on the road. I'm like, it's like this is, <laughs> this is what, and, and and the fact that it still continues to this day is like. This is exactly why it's happening, and y'all don't seem to get that. And regardless of what you say, they'll just be like, cover up. Mm -hmm. But I digress. Um, And we know that no matter what anyone is wearing, it's not an invitation to cross any boundaries. However, not everyone is on the same page about this, especially in a space where people are not used to the culture, knowing nothing about the rich history that tradition draws from. They may, un- they may be under the impression that being in a sexy costume, per se, means an invitation to them to engage in sexual behavior or even dance with them. I saw every after every carnival, there are many videos on women swerving men. So you can see like a video of a woman dancing and men just like approaching them from the back and then the woman having to curtail that in some way. and okay that comes up that comes up every time i mean like there must be a better way to like approach a woman that you see dancing as opposed to just coming from behind and essentially uh, surprising them or like sneak attacking them like go from the front ask uh, like Mm -hmm. there has to be consent even in that space like ask for a dance like in like you would in any other space, like why would you just approach someone from the back with that and the person doesn't know who you are, who they're dancing with, etc. Like, I feel people should choose. And a lot of men think they're entitled to a dance just because uh, they're in that space. It's like, oh, why are you on the road if you don't wanna dance with anybody? My freedom doesn't entail dancing with anybody. Well, maybe I would just wanna dance by myself. Like when you dance with someone that changes everything that changes how you, cause you have to go with that person's rhythm, right? It doesn't mm. allow you to be as free as you want, as you want to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> there's a lot.
1: <laughs> You're saying too that the, basically the assumptions that, you know, a woman is winding her waistline, dancing by herself, shouldn't be that she then wants someone to be behind her, dancing with her always
2: definitely yeah Yeah. so this is carol also from rei um this is a very interesting discussion and full disclosure in a previous life i used to research sex work and one of the stuff i worked on was studying the regulation of migrant exotic dancers in canada and not surprisingly as melissa pointed out the way that the women's bodies, especially black women's bodies, have been policed has always stood out, you know, and, and it's, th- it usually stands for something so much more than sex, you know, whether we acknowledge it or not. And we've found this in cases of not just regular law, you know, like ordinances that regulate. Uh, clubs, for example, but also in the way the industry polices itself inside, right? So different rules uh, normally uh, applied to women of color, as opposed to uh, white women who were in those spaces, right? So th- those were things I, I truly, really found fascinating. So um, I was interested in that instagram post that lisa passed on to us could you set it up for us lisa and describe what was happening because i think it speaks directly to this
1: topic sure yeah so it's it's basically coming on the heels of an interaction that had just happened between a man and a woman her uh the 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 woman in that video calling out or you know um being very upset um saying that this individual, the the, the gentleman in the video, um, had come behind her and slapped her on mm. her um, backside and felt like that was, you know, assault, right? And and called it such, right? Like, asked mm. him, why did you sexually assault me? Um, his response, I think, it sort of, you know, came... It started as, you know, oh let me pay attention to this just for a second because it seems to be getting louder and louder In that her voice, you know, her tone and voice is getting louder. Um, and then sort of saying, like, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Right? Wow. So there was some apology made, but you're wondering, you know, how sincere okay. that apology or are we really reflecting on the impacts of what mm-hmm. just happened, right? So that's how that video um, begins. And mm-hmm. it's important. Again, much of what Melissa was mentioning, that there are many... Women who want a space like can- um, Carnival and Caravana to be a space where they can express themselves and dance and enjoy without having to um, be, um, without having the intrusion um, of somebody assaulting them
3: mm-hmm. or just
1: you know, walking along a particular path, right? So that's yes. how that gets annoying.
2: Well, what I found interesting was some of the responses and uh, some of them from men, you know, and I'm reading from the Instagram thread here. In all the years I went to Banna, I never went around slapping uh, Batty still. Enjoy the views. Don't touch the women. If you catch a bubble, waistline. Come on, man. It's just a little respect. It's easy. You know, so there were a number of responses like this, although yeah. there's also a smaller number of those uh taking this guy's uh side, saying what he did was perfectly normal, natural, defending wow. it, right? So it's certainly a conversation, but I was actually pleasantly surprised at the number of men saying, hey, just a little respect, it's so easy to do, you know, so it's an ongoing conversation for sure. I think, you know what, it's also, I
0: think, yeah, go ahead, Lisa.
2: I was just going to say, you know, I I think
1: definitely there's been an an increased awareness around, you know, um, Mm -hmm. the respect, the respect that everyone might be looking for, um, in these types of spaces. Right. And that it is important Mm -hmm. for everyone to have that sense, um, of how then to do so. Right. So as, as was said, you know, I've been in many different, that person responding, I've been in many different spaces where I've had a chance to. You know dance and just view the, you know view the other folks dancing and enjoy that you know enjoy it from a distance as opposed to you know interrupting them or you know entering into their space right so Mm -hmm. but then you also have other people who've said like you know well if you're dancing like that why don't you expect somebody to come in you know uh, interfere with you, right? And mm-hmm. it's like we haven't gotten there entirely, but indeed some people are starting to get it, right? And respect again mm-hmm. uh, people's mm-hmm. personal space.
0: Yeah, for sure. I feel as if consent has been a big topic in carnivals. Um, over the last few years, I think something, or there was a year in Trinidad where it was really bad, and that essentially launched a campaign. And it spread to across the islands, even it reached North America here, where people were really um, talking about consent and carnival because they realized like, it was an important topic to have because mm-hmm. men essentially were not respecting women's bodies. Um, someone told me that even this year in Toronto, they witnessed um men pressing their genitals on women while standing mm, mm-hmm. uh breast grabbing um trying to teeth a wine from behind like we discussed and even when you mm-hmm. said that person was like catching a bubble right but mm. they think catching a bubble is okay like from behind oh, okay. without the person seeing their face so it's like they're trying to differentiate the the norm between catching a bubble and slapping someone on the butt and I think Mm -hmm. both of these are still under the umbrella of consent like you need consent Mm -hmm. for both of them unless not try to differentiate between the two name one worse than the other and also um, so that's what that if, meant. If, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I did
2: no idea. What does that mean?
1: So, I love the way Carol was reading it, so just funny. very, you know, plain and innocently.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so look, basically, what look he look was defending, what he was defending was what he imagines as accidental touching because of the crowding. Is that it?
0: No, I, I think like well, what you read in that comment, the person was uh-huh. saying, "Oh, you just go to you just go to Caribbean and catch a bubble and keep it respectful." But even uh-huh. catching a bubble, like, like does that entail you asking for consent to catch uh-huh. that bubble, or would you just go in from behind to tifa wine on somebody? And I was okay. thinking that would that person apologize if she did it if she didn't say. If she didn't name it. Like if she didn't oh, call okay. it sexual assault, maybe that like rang a bell for him in his head and it's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because like for mm-hmm. them, maybe it's not that serious, right? And then yeah. yes. you name it and call it out as what it as what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another point there too. I, I actually I, I very much agree with what Melissa is saying here. And then I mm-hmm. also go to another comment that was in the in the chat. Many different comments that you could probably analyze to the T, but nonetheless, there was one in particular that was like you know oh what if she actually you know it'd be a different story if she actually liked the guy oh you know and it might be a different story had she actually Uh liked the guy perhaps that again would be a means of consenting in that you know sexual harassment is defined as unwanted behavior comments right Mm -hmm. interactions and so forth right if it's unwanted or unwelcome then indeed, you know, he's going to name it harassment or assault if it's welcome. Right. So again, perhaps she might have, (laughs) you know, a dance with somebody, but she also consented, then that's fine, too. So where people are suggesting like, oh, you know, she shouldn't say anything in this case, because if it were if it were that she actually liked him, then she would be fine with it. Well, that's, that's what That's the, consent is. <laughs> That's the point. That's what consent, consent is. is that she is okay with somebody, you know, interrupting whatever it is that she might have been doing <laughs> to want to receive that slap on her own ass, like on her own butt, right? Yes. But in this mm-hmm. it wasn't that. So yeah. you can you can see it differently yes. once again consent is received, right? Like so yeah. I think people sometimes miss that point and that's that's the only point that we're really trying to make. Like mm-hmm. there are opportunities that you can take and should take effectively to make sure that, you know, when you're engaging in some with someone, like when you wanna, you know, catch a bubble or when you wanna, you know, let somebody know that you wanna dance with them or what have you, it's 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 okay. It's great, yeah. in fact. If you actually find out that they you know that they also want it too,
2: right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's actually very amusing because or very upsetting, you know, (laughs) depending on how you're getting this message. But that comment basically says you should consent to all consent to one is consent to all. That's crazy. Right. So uh, that's not getting the point at all. Uh, Distinguishing between consent and unconsented should be pretty basic you would think right Mm -hmm. so let's get back to the costumes though as usual uh it was colorful beautiful i love anything purple (laughs) i was looking (laughs) at the instagram posts you know as they were coming in and also after getting curious after our Caribana 101 uh, discussion with Melissa, I got really curious. Oh, who were the winners, right? So you <laughs> you gain a curiosity about who got the, those awards. So one thing that uh, we can get back to is the sexual expression, and I know Melissa did a good job of giving us the historical background, but sexuality is really something. Is- Women's sexuality, especially, is something that gets uh, regulated and interpreted one way or another, you know, and there's so many conflicting things. It can come from religion. It can also come from um, uh, ideas about disorder, you know, uh, conduct in society but definitely for women you know for for feminists all around uh sexual expression is something that's divided even feminists right so um it's very interesting to see how uh sexuality plays a very very prominent role in the festival that is caribana because you know it's it's when you see it through that lens uh it does very easily symbolize liberation right being free to occupy that space without judgment and that's why it's important to talk about why that space should also be safe right so i wanted to ask um melissa for example as having taken part in this right so uh was there any trepidation on your part when you were participating, or was this something that you truly, you know, uh, embraced from 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 the beginning? Um,
0: Tell us about your costume. Well, <laughs> well, I didn't. Well, I didn't play math this year, but I can talk about previous times. Um, yes. and one thing I actually came from a Christian household, so even if Caravana mm-hmm. has roots in Uh, actually the Catholic Church Mm -hmm. and like it being before Ash Wednesday and stuff like that Um, well I come from a a Pentecostal Christian uh, household so I actually wasn't allowed to play mass for a while I remember doing it as a kid once um, for Kitty's Carnival because I was doing it like with my best friend at the time and then um, yeah it wasn't until I was in my 20s mm-hmm. yeah that or maybe late late teens that i participated i think in carnival here for the first time um
3: nice. in, in
0: canada so yeah that was um it was interesting and fun i mean i've always loved soca so to be a part of that i think it was it was amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no trepidation on my part, but going back to the conversation on consent a little bit, there's something I wanted to say, and that that's about rejection, okay. right? Um, I think it's, it's something important to consider because uh, even from cat calls, because obviously you're in a costume, your uh your your body is revealed on the street. Cat calls are prominent during that time. Um, and even rejecting, rejecting the wines. I talk. I spoke a little about people curtailing or the dances or or like people coming to dance behind them if they don't Mm -hmm. know them or what, for whatever reason they have. Um, and like reject that. That's basically rejecting the dance. And even that girl, she rejected, uh, the guy slapping her on the butt. Right. So, um, rejection is a part of it for people on the road and like how they take rejection matters. And I think the reason why the conversation blew up in Trinidad, because I think the person who, a a woman who rejected a man in Trinidad, um, I think she was hurt. Like he, he hurt her basically from that rejection. So Mm. I think it's important, um, when we're talking about boundaries and consent to we'll also have a conversation about like taking rejection and respecting people's boundaries like mm-hmm. it's not personal it's uh it's about them not about you don't make it about you right yes, exactly. and just moving on like it's respect their freedom and their space and their their bodily autonomy mm-hmm. essentially Mm -hmm. and I think think the guy in the video took it well, he stayed there he apologized and I think uh, other people should take note from that
2: (laughs) yeah so it's definitely an ongoing conversation and I love that um, we're getting some of these comments, although they're not as innocent, some of them, as it turns out I'm learning (laughs) (laughs) so more education um, more engagement. Um, was there something you wanted to add? Now, I wanted to find out whether that was Canon or Christine's baby in the background. <laughs> I heard, I heard
0: something. So
3: sorry if
2: it's the this baby. Is, we're, it's fine, Christine. Come on, come out, come out. Um, this is work from home, folks. Uh, if you're wondering and, we I think love the baby babies. wants to be
0: part of the conversation. <laughs> well, yes, the... and it's
2: actually helping us in helping us make this episode PG rated PG. Go ahead, Christine. Well,
3: yeah, I was just gonna say the conversation about consent starts like, at, you know, birth, right? Like we're talking to our kids about that, and I guess my question—I mm-hmm. had a question for Melissa around that in terms of you know, has carnival become something that like parents talk to their kids about like i don't know growing up i know that like my m- friends of mine who mm. were girls had a lot more restrictions around where they could go and how long they could be out and all of this stuff like does is is there some hesitation mm. for parents like along gender lines around this because of how uh like i don't know how is it being handled is my question really
0: mhm mm-hmm. I would say possibly, possibly they will check, like, what time they come home and make sure they have, like, a good safety plan, like, how they're getting to the road, how they're coming back. Maybe even they would, like, help them choose a costume, I'm imagining, right? Because, yeah, they won't want their children to Mm -hmm. be too exposed to the road. And I guess it depends on age, too, right? So, um, I would say... I would say possibly, definitely, and also uh, conversations about like drinking mm. as mm-hmm. well, because even if the road is a dry event mm-hmm. officially, people definitely bring their own things on the road. Actually, speaking of consent, sorry, I don't know how I missed this. There was there's this um, popular girl. I actually know her because she's in the same workout program that I'm in and she also is i guess um popular in the carnival caribbean scene mm-hmm. um she was actually spiked on the road yes. so oh um she brought her own drink she had a tumbler she said her lid was open and she drank from someone that she doesn't know now that is usually the case people bring like I I don't know if you ever saw these backpacks that can hold liquids. And Uh, like people, I guess, usually use it for hiking because they have mm -hmm. like their water, it has a straw. So people will usually fill that up with alcohol. Right. Um, And sharing alcohol on the road in Caravana is a popular thing because the the bands don't provide alcohol. Right. And I I think Mm -hmm. that needs to change. That just changes your whole experience. (laughs) 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 Um, But. yeah, she was like, so she was like 20 minutes into the parade, she felt she started feeling uneasy. And she said she didn't drink a lot. So they she had to go to the hospital. So she went to the ER. And when she was discharged, she actually went back to find out what was in her system because she said she didn't drink that that much. Uh-huh. Yes, it was hot. So the sun plus alcohol, actually, it really affects you. But she mm-hmm. was like, she she's been doing this. She didn't drink a lot, so she went. Actually, went back to find out what was in her system, and lo and behold, there was. It was not just alcohol in her system. Oh my so, god! Was it groovy yeah. or something? She didn't say exactly what it was. She was oh just said god. it wasn't just alcohol, and mm-hmm. she didn't remember. She didn't take anything on her own. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. I'm sure conversations about that happen, but personally, my mom is just like, okay, if you're drinking, eat food, (laughs) like, eat good. (laughs) Like, you don't want to pass out on the road because the hot sun and rum, no, that is not a good mix at all. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. eat something. Everyone is freaking out (laughs) about that. Yeah,
2: eat something yeah. oily. Coat your stomach with the oily stuff before you drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a conversation I've had with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: Then I you think know, your daughter is too small. About <laughs> 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 she wants to coat her to stomach. That I mean, people are thinking out about that conversation. <laughs> what did you say,
2: Lisa? I didn't hear you, sorry? Uh, I think Christine oh, no, was saying she wants to coat her stomach with, with what? dirt.
3: She's nine months. Oh, yeah, babies do that, yes. Of
2: course. She can handle her alcohol because of all the dip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I think just, just
1: going back to Christine's point, um, or Christine's question, I think it is really um, telling what is communicated or what's the messaging um, mm-hmm. as it relates to not just Caravan or Carnival and, you know, um, that particular... Event or you know, I think just in general the conversations that are being had within families again whether or not it's along gender lines um, uh, or or that we're actually talking about it sort of broadly I think it is important for us to really yeah like what what do parents talk about when they encourage you to not go out or to go out but to be mindful of x y and z and you know what are what have their experiences been why would they encourage us say perhaps not to you know drink Mm -hmm. while we're out on the road especially in hot days or when other people are able to get things into our drinks right We, we need to pay attention to whether or not that's actually a part of the conversation because it's important uh to be aware of and i think many many like in friend groups you're thinking, well, we're going to stay together for the purposes of safety. We're going to stay together to watch mm-hmm. out, you know, and have each other's back. But perhaps you're not actually having that conversation more broadly or having it, say, with a family member, somebody who maybe has had that experience before and can really, you know, speak to not only the experience, but say what, you know, you should be doing in certain instances or, you know, how to protect yourself. So it's, I think it would definitely be something, you know, of, of a, an important Aspects you want to talk about Caravana, you want to talk about the history, and I think that's like a really big missing piece. And I think, yeah. um, Melissa, you pointed that out that many people don't really know the um, you know, the history behind the, the carnival, the celebration, like why it's important, you know, from a historical point of view. And once you miss that, you then start to do other things that aren't a, a true representation, i.e., you want to, you know, uh, storm. the the carnival and the parade as opposed to actually respect what's being you know brought forward in the parade right so you you kind of you're not totally aware of everything that you should be and perhaps having a real healthy broad conversation about um it all i might say like you know again the the tradition um the history behind caravana but also things that you should be mindful of from a from a um you know, socialization type, you know, point yes. of view, right, are necessary um, as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I mentioned this last time, like, people are not even aware of the kings and queens competition, mm-hmm. the pan, the yes. steel pan competition. Like, it's not just the parade, you yeah. know, it's not mm-hmm. just a street party. There's, like, uh, so many things that happen that's mm-hmm. part of it. Like, here, we don't have the, the soca artist competitions but in the caribbean we have groovy soca power soca and then we have like a regional soca competition Mm -hmm. and then even the song that's played most on the road wins Mm -hmm. a competition like there's so many things being judged there's so much there's so much happening and people just see oh the parade street party i'm gonna go catch a bubble and that's all they care
2: about. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I've or wanted so much to respect... play music, <laughs> but I haven't figured out the copyright stuff yet, so
0: we can't play. <laughs> I mean, they don't even respect the amount of time and months it takes to making a costume in the mask camps. Like, yes, there's so much that goes into that. Like,
2: so they do they give yeah. awards to the designers?
0: You know that they they work with as well. Um, no, so uh, the, the the band would win, but I don't mm-hmm. think they go down to the section.
2: Oh okay. my.
0: Uh, actually, mm-hmm. I know someone who actually, um, who was a, a section leader and she told me she would send me the criteria for the judging because mm-hmm. I was really curious about that. I'm like, what are people judged on? Because the same band has won for the past. 22 years, and I think what? it's rigged personally. <laughs> <laughs> wow, has gone for the past like 22 years, and actually, they're, they're judged on numbers, so it oh, is the biggest band. And I don't, yeah, and I don't think that's a fair criteria. Can I ask, you, to oh, be yeah. honest? Because clearly, if it's like they basically have a dictator. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, it's tough. I'm, I'm curious. Go ahead, Christine. Sorry, about the the actual making of the costumes. Like, they're gorgeous. Like, are th- those are all yes. hand... Are those handmade, mm-hmm. like, by people hand- that are appropriately mm-hmm. compensated for their skilled work? Mm-hmm, Question? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I don't know if they're... Com- I don't know if they're compensated, but I guess, like, when you purchase the costume, like, the money it splits up into, like to the people, but I know they're volunteers. Oh, sure. that's all volunteer work. Um, so I think what they do is they, they. I think so, but mm-hmm. that must may not be true. I'm sure the section leaders are getting money. Some people are getting, some people are making money off of this, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I think like the base of the costumes are purchased in bulk, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And then they they do the beading work mm-hmm. in the mask cam right and then they build out the wow. backpacks with the feathers and everything in the mass camp as well and is that
3: work mm. also gendered you know what this
1: reminds me of um it's actually a book have you have you all I, well it's an older book it's called the dragon can't dance from
2: 1979
1: oh okay a Trinidadian author Earl Lovelace mm. I don't know if you if anyone has heard of that book but it is a, it's an interesting book, so if you get your hands in it. Again, it's um, from from the 70s. But it it uh, talks about... Or it's um, a capture of the main character creating a carnival. Um, well, I, I think it's the... the, the sorry, now I'm, now I'm getting it all messed up. But he's creating his costume for carnival. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. him interacting with different people in his community. Um, talking about... It, it kind of... You get to see some of the colonial history behind Carnival, but also, you know, how different people engage with Carnival throughout that community and, you know, the representation it has in this, that, that main character's life, but many other people. So, it, so again, it you know, him making that costume throughout the entire book is, I just kind of reflected on it as you were talking about, you know, the, the intricacies ah. or, it, you know, things about costume. And mm-hmm. the entire, like the understanding um, of, of, of Carabana for us here in, in Toronto, um, but just Carnival in general. So that might be a, if folks want to go to an older book, that would give you some wow. insight. That might be another one. It actually yeah, looks amazing,
2: sharing. Lisa. The Dragon Can't Dance, a novel by a Trinidadian author, Earl Lovelace yeah 1979
0: christine so, did you have definitely. a question about work and the mass camp yeah sorry i are being contemplated con-
3: i think not a just a question um because i don't like uh often when i think of the labor of like detailed um like the creation of clothing and stuff like that i i often think of that work as as gendered right thinking of uh like you know mm-hmm. uh sewing and those kinds of things and so I was wondering if that also falls along like if all of this work is volunteer um and it's a lot of work I would imagine I'm not knowing how to do it myself mm-hmm. or having you know any ability in that regard. Um yeah, so I was just wondering if there's if if uh if that how
0: how that plays out
3: uh behind the scenes, right? That's all
0: yeah i would imagine every time i've been to a mass cap, it's definitely a lot of women behind the scenes but a lot of men too and i'm not sure if they're just like the band leaders or the section leaders but i know there's also like male designers as well mm-hmm. yeah. um so i would say um but I, i'm assuming like the people actually doing the the, the hard labor that the gritty mm-hmm. labor would be women I think it's, it's good to... It'll be right to assume so. Mm-hmm.
2: The beading work, sewing. I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess uh, as we're winding down the conversation, uh, one thing I'm taking away from it is I can really, really see why, you know, a little bit clearer why sexuality in a space that is safe. And, you know, why women taking control of their own sexuality is so important in terms of a liberatory message, right? And a celebration that is Carabana. And it, that helps me see, you know, how it will always be political, right? No matter what. Even as I think in our previous conversation, Melissa, you raised, of course, it's, it's not saying that it's just one thing, you know, even the ones participating in Carabana, uh, have to contend with uh, the rising cost of costumes. Uh, that the 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 commercialization, you know, of the event. You know, you want more people to be able to participate in the space, but at the same time, you know, respect uh, those who've worked so hard to make this parade a success. Right. So mm-hmm. that's my takeaway from it. Um, I'm so happy you uh, recommended a, a novel. Uh, that looks so interesting, Lisa. So, I will try to grab that <laughs> as well. Yeah,
0: Any last words on our topic? Respect women and respect the mask. <laughs> <laughs> respect the mask. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: well, thanks to everybody for listening to us and catching part two of our caribbean conversation uh till next time bye